Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 8.35. It is Thursday the 30th, the last day of November, St Andrew's Day. Welcome to all of our Scottish listeners at this time of the day, at this time of the week. It can mean only one thing. House of Property is coming to you live from the front line, coalface of small business and the property market. I cannot do this show alone. And with only three shows after this one for the big ho, 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 I wouldn't want to. I can only do it with, it's a bit like having a turkey without stuffing or a pig without a blanket. (laughs) 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 I've got a grifter with me today. I've got a grifter with me today. Grifter. How are you? Rate your week. <laughs> Rate my week. So I'm good, and I would say my week has got to be a 9.5. It is a tip topity tip top tipster week for me. I've had lots of exciting things happening. So, but back to you, Martin. How level are you? And rate your week. Oh, very well, thank you. Um, uh, it's a good week, yes. I mean, 8.5, 8.7, right up there. Let's go for it, you know. Go hard or go home. Um, it's been a busy old week, isn't it? Busy old week. Lots going on. I love this yeah. time of year. It's conference season. It's award season. It's where everybody starts getting the knives out in the trade press season because there's not a lot to talk about. So yeah. let's just digest some of that for a little bit. EA Masters, you won an award there. Well done. Property Mark, you've just won mm. Regional Executive of the Year. Huge yeah. congratulations on that. Well done, well done. And of course, you attended the NEGS Award as well. Yes. Let's be honest, Griffith, you've probably been punching above your weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. You need to get that. Oh, oh, oh. Backtrack, oh, backtrack. Backtrack. Those of us like that, it. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're um, a women in estate agent, and I know that we get a lot of listeners, um, I'm putting my hand up in solidarity here, and that journalists do sometimes get it wrong, and they oh, pick the wrong, wrong context. And by God, do the negotiators keep on get or negotiator keep on getting it wrong every year? Now Can I know. Imagine, that they, just, I'm just going to go there. Can you imagine <laughs> ever turning around and said, "Man punches above his weight"? It, I mean, this is 2023, for goodness sake. I don't want to poke oh. the bear and stoke the fire. And I know that I can be controversial, but come on. Well, I exactly said that. agents from the agents from the north punch above their weight. It's just, we would never say, I don't get it. How, whoever, mm. how the heck did they ever get there? It was I know, I know. And, you know, as, the, as a, a big industry trade press, which the negotiator are, you know, really? I mean, you, you take a look, God, look at yourselves, Grant and your journalists. Oh, you know, did a great job at negotiator, really good time. We, we didn't have half naked ladies dancing this year, so that's a big tip <laughs> in the box. Um, and so he took on board the diversity, inclusiveness. Um, I said that, you know, yes, there's, there's women in a state agent, see, um, but unfortunately, they, they did a big with their headline they have changed it i haven't seen any apology or anything like that come out but really they need a good hard look at themselves to go this is a little bit archaic we're not with the dinosaurs now but let's take it and move on yes move on move on move on on. isn't it you know i must say the negotiator um awards which i did attend um sessions in your throughout the day were absolutely fantastic they really were and i've got a couple of kind of comments and notes that we can come back to um which i think are, are really really good um 
Um, well, on a serious please. note, well done. To you and your firm, you've done very well over the last few weeks. So um, congratulations. You. Good recognition you. that you and the team deserve. So well done. Thank you. And now it's just a question of how do you harness that? Because we all see the, oh, I've got this award on LinkedIn and Facebook. And blah, but how do you do something a bit different? How do you take your award and go, actually, I'm not just going to go, oh, this is great, this is great. I'm going to go, this means that. Or how no. do you do it? Yeah, well, the point is, who cares? That's the point. You, why you've got these awards, which is brilliant, and the recognition internally for the hard work and effort. But to the average seller in Devon, why is this a benefit compared to using your competitors? And it comes to me around social proofing and having an independent view of the business rather than just woohoo, we've won awards, which is yeah. um, which is a bit shallow. So I think harness it in the right way and i think it can really um make it make a difference as you quite rightly say it's a lot around so what why why mm -hmm. do i go to bed in the morning why should i care why should i do yeah. you do this 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 and this what is the benefit to me i think something a statue came out of the negotiators um conference was about around more and more People are expecting a bespoke marketing package tailor-made to their situation in their house, not yeah. just off the state, off the peg, we do everything the same for every house mentality, which mm. is certainly something I was doing 10, 15 years ago, which I don't think is, is acceptable any longer. Good. So this is about a bespoke marketing package and bespoke marketing strategy, just being a little bit different to the blue agent, the green agent, like that. But we don't do it very well, do we? Because as we've talked about on previous shows, agents just copy and you'll do something, Martin, and I'll do something, and then an agent down the road, one of our competitors will pick it up. Of course. Go, well, that's really good. I'm going to do that. So it's always about looking ahead, isn't it? But the one thing we've got to do, and it's super, super important, that we're on the last day of November, aren't we? Yes. We are not... Yeah, at Christmas yet. But Christmas tree has come early this year. I mean, I had Christmas party yesterday. Um, Christmas wow. trees are up and people are taking their foot on the gas. I've still got deals that I'm going to push on through. This is only November. You've got a good comment, haven't you, from Tom Panos, which you really like? Tom Panos, which I love. Um, his mentality turned around on his podcast this week and said, Christmas Day is the 25th of December, not the 25th of November. Why would you coast your way through? We say this every year, don't we? Those agents that are planning, pushing forward, continuing with their foot on the gas will hit January the 2nd in fifth gear ready to go. Those who take December off and just slow down and come down a notch thinking, well, I need that to be able to recoup and then hit the new year running because I know what I'll do is I'll save everything until Boxing Day when I'm closed and then put it on. Um, they, uh, they, <laughs> I won't get on that rant. They um, quite often take a while to build momentum through January. And you see it because after Boxing Day, when they've got all their November, their November and December instructions launched, they don't put anything else on until the middle of January as they started to build momentum again. Got to keep going, foot on the gas. That's how I think. Anyway. Totally. And, and that's like the type of our show is powering on through to 2024. So we had a great session, didn't we? On Monday, we managed to get together to have a brainstorming session for 2024 and also how we're going to ride out through to 2023 as well um and that was very much about you know let's look at the um the trends that have come out of this year because if you don't know what's going on in your immediate patch how can you possibly tailor your marketing campaign if you don't know 
what houses are selling. If you're not looking at all your you know, 20 year, your right, your super, whatever stature, CRM system, and you're not focusing on those homes that are actually selling, and you're focusing yourself on apartments or semi-detached houses, when actually it's been detached family homes that are selling, and your marketing isn't adapted or worded or strategy isn't focused on, on that kind of seller or buyer, then clearly you don't know what's going on in your patch. And that's a really big thing. If I came to you, Martin, or to one of your competitors, I know that you've named them, um, and you said, you know, what types of homes are selling, I don't think many would have a clue. And it's really important. It's, it's, it comes back to what we've talked about in previous shows, isn't it? Last week we talked about standing out of, amongst the, the, the noise and the rest that are out there. Mm-hmm. Understanding who your key client profile is. What and being nimble enough to change that depending yeah. on the market conditions. There are sectors of the market, certainly in my area, that are really struggling at the moment. There's lots of houses mm-hmm. come to the market. Unfortunately, a lot of people bought houses two years ago, five years ago, scrambling for prices, going out there on on low mortgage deals for longer periods of time on a two-year fix that's now expired. They can't afford the uplift, so therefore, or they're not prepared to sacrifice other things in their life to be able to afford the uplift. So therefore, they're looking at moving. Um, and it's difficult. It's challenging in some sets of the market. There are other areas of the market are selling well. If you don't understand that, how do you tailor make your market and your profile going forward? But it was a useful Monday. And the good news is that Hop is here to stay. House of Property is going nowhere um, for the foreseeable future um, in lots of different ways. So I'm really excited. It was a good day. And actually, but this is a big thing that I want to talk about. This is my thing I wanted to talk about today. Meetings for meeting's sake. Now, I love a meeting. More than most, I love a meeting. And on Monday, I think it was very valuable for us to actually be in the same room, which we probably do two or three times a year maximum. Yeah. And normally that involves being at a conference as well. Um, So therefore, it's often a busy day. So I think actually we've probably been in the same room a maximum of three times this year. And But... You can have a good meeting and you can have a bad meeting. I just want to discuss this because I think you can have total and utter waste of times. Um, I love a morning meeting. I think it's a good catch-up time of bringing people together. I just made some notes on this, so I was going to bring them up. Um, But one of the things I do think that all meetings have to have is a purpose. So is there a reason for that meeting and an objective to come out of that meeting? Why are you meeting? So we met on Monday. We had a clear objective. We set ourselves, if you remember, two questions Monday morning. We want these two answers by lunchtime, which is what we managed to achieve. So what is the specific purpose of that meeting? What is the outcome we're looking at achieving? And making sure that we understand if that meeting is necessary in its own right are two things that I've been thinking about over the last week or so about should meetings take place or not at this time of the year. Have you been thinking about it? Um, You were supposed to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I have. Um, okay, so you go with yours first then, and then okay. I'll have one. And then, okay, okay. so okay, go on. I've got two things, two things about meetings for me. One is there should be a reason for having that meeting. Two is a clear agenda is set and that meeting is chaired, stroke managed correctly. You can manage and chair a meeting really effectively to get outcomes and not, uh, and it just be a waste of time. And for me, if you've got a clear agenda and you manage a meeting correctly, it will be worthwhile and purposeful. And that starts before the meeting. So setting out an agenda before the meeting so people have time to think about that, what, what wants to be achieved. If there's information that needs to go with that agenda, getting that out before the meeting. 
as a chair or you manager prepared, of that meeting. You? Prepared. You, you arrive prepared. at that. Yes, prepared for your meeting rather than just sort of thinking on the spot. Those people who have a speaking part in that meeting or want to achieve something in that meeting, making sure that they know how much time they've got to discuss it. So it's bossed and managed and respectful of a time, a time slot. So we don't get those people who are in item six and seven on the agenda not getting in on the meeting unless we extend it for another 45 minutes. Okay. Um, so that would be part of mine, Martin, would be respect for time. So starting on time, because yes. it really irritates me when I go to a meeting and someone's like, I understand sometimes that does happen. But when you are there and you've made the effort and nine out of the 10 people in the room are there and turned up on time, suited, booted, ready to go, coffee, done, it's always person closest, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. So respect for time. You know, time is a really valuable resource. You know, yeah. show respect for your own and others' times, I think. I just think it's blinking rude. You know, so you start the meetings on time and you end them on time punctually. Yeah. So and then exactly. my last one would be actually, I want to say controversial, but an alternative to meetings. So I know obviously it's nice to be in the room, but sometimes a well-crafted email or a collaborative document bounces through on Google. We do that, if you remember. Um, yeah. You know, adding to it that works really well, and you don't necessarily need that that meeting. But so sometimes that can accomplish what a real-time meeting would do. So I would say consider alternatives to face-to-face -face meetings because you don't actually have to be sat in the room. We've talked about a walking meeting, haven't we? Yes, you know, I, I love walking meetings. Love walking yeah. meetings. Yeah. Um, so that's another important thing to do. And I'm sure in 2024 there will be other alternatives to meetings. And you have heard that here first because House of Property are going to be unrolling some exciting uh, alternatives to meetings out. So that's quite cool. So yeah, that's we just good. approach our professional lives with with intention and professionalism. Yes. So you were slightly controversial there. Um, I would like to punch above my weight and continue to be slightly controversial. Um, and um, I'd like to talk about right to move. Now, there's an article in, there's an article in Property Industry. I visited by Caroline Culo this week, um, talking about highlighting an agent that um, feels that she is working solely for right move. And I know this agent well, and I wish her nothing but success. But I fundamentally disagree. I think Right Move is exceptional value for money, and they should have the ability to charge what they want to charge. And actually, the business that I get from Right Move, and bear in mind, I set up this business and purposely tried it without Right Move, and then had customer demand that made me go on to Right Move. So I've gone yeah. 360. Um, I would say that there is an argument. I'm not saying it's entirely my belief, but I think there was an argument to turn around and say that if you were paying wages for the amount of work that comes in for your subscriptions to Rightmove, it would cost you more than Rightmove. Now you go, discuss. Discuss. <laughs> discuss, Grifter. Okay, so... Um, you didn't know that I was coming either. <laughs> I don't have quite the same um, positive... Um, fashion focus on right move, so I think it is a necessary evil, okay? But there are good quality leads that do come in. Often it's not, there's two or three things within the leads, and sometimes people miss that. So they miss that someone hasn't got a mortgage um, <coughs> offer. <coughs> Sorry. They miss that they haven't got um, any uh, conveyance or a solicitor. So you've automatically got some um, add-ons and some ability to earn money 
out of that lean. And I think that that is where we don't do it very well. And then we complain that we're paying right people all this money, but they are bringing us the leads. It's what we do with the leads from that point forward. So why we do do some pretty cool things. They do do some really good reporting stats so you can see how many hits you're getting and you can compare um, against the competition. So that's a big tick in the box. It's just that many agents only see them as a listing tool. They don't look at all the back office. All the value. Where's the And I do think it also depends on what kind of either business development manager or um, person that looks after you, how good they are. Because if they're really proactive and they go, you haven't changed your this, you need to do that, you know, they come along and they actually push you and promote you and say, this is what you need to do. You can get a lot more added value out of Brightmove. So it is expensive, but if something is expensive, we make it pay for us and work for us. And that's what we've got to do in Brightmove. Yes. And can we just remember that 10 years ago, we were all paying £400 a page to go in the newspaper that had a circulation of 20,000 people. Well, you can look at my properties on Brightmove. When your, when your clients want to relocate to the beautiful Midlands, then they can go on to right move and have a look or on the market or zip I suppose. But um but I just think that um it's a mindset thing. This we talked about mindset two episodes ago. It's a mindset thing. You could turn around and think, I hate right move, I'm only working for right move, or you could swing it on its head and turn around and say, right, well, two things. You can either dump right move and see how you get on and see if your processes are strong enough. I tried that yeah. in the very early days, as I said, but my clients and customers demanded that I was on right move. It's the only mm-hmm. thing that they've demanded of me. Um, the Or on the flip side, you think to yourself, right, well, this is part of my expenses each month. What am I going to do with it? How am I going to maximize it? And, that's, and how do I work those leads? For example, in my business, and I don't mind sharing it because I tell my clients, in my business, when a house comes to the market, our database is spoken to first. We are launched on social media. The very last thing that happens is the launch onto the property portals. There's no race to get things on the portals. Most of my properties will have a viewing before you're anywhere near the portals. And it's normally a week after we've launched. And my clients have gone from saying, when are we launching? Thinking that means we're going onto the portals yeah. to, well, actually, we're launched. We're there. We're on the phone calling people, sweetheart. You know, we're there. Yeah. We're punching above our weight. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. So now I want to talk about something a bit more touchy-feely, a bit more this time of year. Obviously, nice. got Christmas trees up. You know, we decorate the offices, all of that. But actually, mm. how? What's the ambiance like in your office? Do because we've been chatting about it. So, so those of you who won't know, yeah. literally five minutes on our unscripted show, uh, Martin goes. Well, you always go before a podcast. I need to go and have a wee because it's just a man. <laughs> um, and then when he said that he needs to have a wee, he then goes, "I've just got to light my." Cat. And I was like, oh, Martin, that's really sweet. And then we got chatting. So we also I wish, have- I wish you had to link those two things together, if I'm honest. We also have candles in our offices. And it's just, it's a nice feel when someone comes in. It gives you that homely feel. Surely we're trying to have a bit more of a comfortable office where someone comes in, sits down, has a really good conversation. So it's more like your front room than a proper, you know, stuck in office. So I think this is quite important because I think agents are moving more away from the little round desks and chairs and more towards the sofas and the coffee table and having that bit more of a relaxed environment. And I think those candles come into it. We've got diffusers as well, um, which I love. And I, you do get a odd sort of older person coming and go, oh, there's something smoking at the corner. To go, no, no, that's a diffuser. Um, but I just think that 
changing the feel and the way that we're operating has, is, a, is on us now. And we've got to just look at a more comfortable, um, but professional way, way, you know, and if lighting a candle in the office gives that, putting some fresh flowers. And I know that when you're going to hire the market, all those nice, soft, um, fluffy things go, like, you know, new cars, fresh flowers, training, marketing, all of that goes out the window. But coming into the office and actually going, oh, it just feels so nice. So not only is that a really good for your team, but I think it's really nice for people coming in, don't you? Yes, I do. And actually, the... The candle is part of, I don't know what you call those things, those nice smelly things that wax things melt in the top off. What do you call those? A wax melt. Then. Um, the lady <laughs> next door, in the next door shop, all nice things smelly, skinny whistle. They gave me the the, the implement and, um, and then I buy the melts off of them and then light the candles and it makes it lovely. It's nice. We tell people, I, went, I did a viewing on a house last night. The viewer said to me, as soon as you walked in the house, oh, it smells nice in here. And if it does, if it, it smells nice and clean, and and why would you not want that in your office? Not just for people coming in, but also for you. Um, so it doesn't need to cost a fortune. I spend four ninety nine on some wax melts yeah. with the lady next door, um, helping the independent shop next door. It's not, it's not bank breaking things. So it's all Those about setting. It's all about setting the scene, isn't it? So you want a nice, comfortable scene. And sometimes when you do a viewing, um, it can be it can be a bit difficult because there might be long silences, you don't get any feedback from people, but you've got a bit of a different way of making people feel comfortable, don't you, on your viewings? Do I? You do. Is what we were talking about before we went into this show? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, so I've sold a couple of properties recently that have had built-in um, stereo systems with speakers all the way through the house. And they've been playing music just softly in the background um, during the viewings. And a little bit like the house I was telling you yesterday that smelt nice. And it was one of the first things that people mentioned. Really going, when you walk into a house and there's some music playing softly in the background, a little bit like when you go into a nice restaurant or a coffee shop or yeah. a wine bar, um, it just gives a different atmosphere on it being cold and empty. This time of the year, it's a bit like telling you, your sellers to make sure the heating's on for a viewing because it's more welcoming when you go in. Also, you won't get your hands freezing when you go in. But just some ideas about playing. I mean, make sure you got all the legal certificates yeah. and everything else like that to be playing commercially. But making sure that maybe playing some background music, making sure that I know an agent that's lighting smelly candles whilst they're on viewings. And it's just, mm. again, just brings out that nice smell and just makes it feel more welcoming. And let's be honest, houses aren't easy to sell at the moment. So every nice. little bit helps. And so we take that stereotypical, get the coffee on, get the bread in the oven. But actually what can we do as estate agents to make our houses just smally, small, feel more appropriate um, and just more pleasant when we go in. I remember an old boss saying to me, always take a bin bag with you, Martin, because you in an empty house, you need to clear the post. Um, we don't have as much post now, but it's those little things, isn't it? Somebody arrives, you open the door, step over a big pile of posts. It's not yeah. really the right first impression, is it? Yeah. You can't really say, oh, yeah, they're queuing up to view this one when you know no one's been in for weeks. Um, yes. So I we've moved on from the coffee and coffee, the cake, the bread, and that we're more into that soft background music like we play when we're doing video tours um, and candles. We have candles to give to our clients. Um, they, they, uh, they're special candles that can like mask the smell of a smelly dog or something like that, so, which you, yes, you can precisely. get really stuff away, which is quite nice. So um, now when we met on Monday, we started planning, didn't we? So not only for, um, for HOT, but also for our individual businesses. And we were talking mm -hmm. about 
things that make a good business plan. Now, we know that when we've talked about it on previous shows where people just put their business plans in the drawer and they don't look at them again. But some of the things that we came up with, <laughs> excuse me, which we thought were pretty good is to revisit what's the most expensive house you've sold this year compared to last year and the year before. So we get our industry trainers and they talk about this. They do the top five roads in your street, you know, talk about the most houses sold in that street or the most expensive homes but why not be a bit more we talked about you know a, a proper marketing strategy people want to know what's the most expensive house you sold why not even go what's the cheapest house you've sold because it, it's yeah. it's the two extremes of what you can do um i quite like that idea we talked about that and i quite like that about producing a story going this is the most expensive home we've sold or this is the three most expensive homes we've sold because then that moves way more of like Oh, you're right, we were after someone going, we sell 10 times as many as the others. It actually, we're really professional. We've sold these and this is the way that we went about selling them. And it's about that story. So I've put that into my business plan. Good. Painting pictures in people's minds to how you maximise the value for the client that you're selling for. Um, That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, But big news. Santa's been to the doctor. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Do you know why he's been to the doctor? I don't. Because he's got bad health. Bad health. Bad health. Okay. I thought it was funny. You obviously thought it was funny yes. because you froze right. it. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit amusing. I thought it was a little bit amusing. I think there's been better ones, Martin. I think there's been better ones. Now, well, I'm sure our listeners last... will give us the Christmas jokes. We are on the last day of November. Now, when you're promised something, you expect someone to deliver it, don't you? Okay. It's my turn to be controversial now. So it is the last day of November, and we have not had trading standards deliver B and C. Oh, material information. Absolutely. Ah, we haven't, have we? I forgot that. Yes, we'd do that, weren't we, today? Oh, yes, by the end of the month. We would do that in November. Now, all I can say, and we've had kind of discussions, haven't we, about it, is it is nothing to be afraid of. It is going to help our professionalism. When we know what it actually includes, that'll be really exciting. But obviously mm-hmm. we don't. Um, no. Anything that you can do to put more information up front, I think, can only be a, a good thing. It will mean that we'll have better checklists. We'll have more information. And actually, a lot of the information, I'm sure that we must give already, like mobile speed, if your property sits on a floodplain, it's just going to be information that you or I, if we were a buyer, would want to know before we started committed down that, that moving journey. So Absolutely. don't be afraid of it. When it comes out, we'll be talking about it, but it's not here well. yet. <laughs> Excellent. Better be out by Christmas. Excellent. So I've got <laughs> my cough come back, obviously, just when um, just when you're trying to do a live show, much like when you get a runny nose, isn't it? Just as you're going into evaluation and you haven't got yeah, tissue. So we are counting down the days, but we are not taking our foot off the accelerator. Absolutely not. We've got lots of exciting things that are planned for hot for next year that you will want to want to have, be part of. Mm exciting times so have a good week don't let the snow or the frost slow you down and remember power on through we've got a few sleeps left till christmas there's plenty to do take care